I, uh, what's happened here? Well, I need a couple of good stiff drinks. How about you, Angel? You want a drink? <laughs> I, uh, TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Manson. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Happy Friday to you. We hope this is the start of a great weekend for you. It's holiday season. Let's all get in the spirit. And let's also say hello to he who will fill our stockings. One way or another, hopefully not with coal. I'm talking about bad boy Benny Mathers at the board, our producer. Benny, how are you today? No, no coal here. I've been a, a good little boy this year. Good. We want clean burning fuels in our stockings. <laughs> Thank you. Propane. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Propane. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. Oh, very good, Benny. Very good. <laughs> well, today, Suzanne, we're going to be uh, we've already rung in the holiday spirit. Hopefully we haven't rung it out. We're just uh, continuing in that mode. <laughs> Today we get to talk to our friend Dina Marie. We have a special connection to the lady. Well, we do. Uh, Dina Marie uh, wrote a book called Our Energy Matters, The Art of Crystal Reading. It was published in 2007, which happens to be the same year that we went on air. And pretty early in our career, we met her. And today is her 15th time on air. And the reason that she hasn't been on 30 or 40 times is that she got her own show. And then we grab her to guest host as often as we can. She has accumulated a valuable set of experiences as a personal fitness trainer, hypnotherapist, spiritual counselor, Reiki master, and ordained minister. She has done so many things. Her life is so full. And she has a show on KKNW called Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Friday mornings before we come on. And we wanted to talk to Dina Marie specifically about self-care at the holiday time. And she stayed in studio. And we are just thrilled to be able to talk to our friend, Dina Marie. How are you doing today, Dina? Dina Marie. My spirits are lifted every time I see you too. I, I did, like I said, 11 years ago, I did the show where I can see you sitting right now. That's pretty, this is fun. 11 years ago, you came to visit us. The one and only time. Do you think you're due for another visit after 11 years? I'm Well, I'm due for another visit, but I really enjoy Woodby Island. I just really like being there. I don't feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm on vacation year round. How's that? But I want to come see oh, you. I like that. I like that. But you can visit us anyway. Well, and you've come out here. And last, I, I saw you on a, a boat one time, a houseboat. We visited on yes. a houseboat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Somebody said, "I'm. we're going to be in Hawaii. Would you like to stay on our houseboat? And and we said yes. And so every night we were getting rocked to sleep on a houseboat <laughs> while we were there. It was it was a lot of fun. We we came up for uh, we took a seventy one day road trip in twenty seventeen. I think it was yes seventy one days seventy one days in twenty seventeen, <laughs> and uh, and part that of that time we were on the houseboat seventy one days uh, together in one vehicle, and we got back home and somebody asked me, and you're still together. <laughs> You guys had a blast. You had so much fun. And then I, did. I filled in for you when you went and amazing. saw Elvis. You went and saw Elvis once on a road trip. Elvis's house. 
Yes, we did. Okay. Oh, yes, we did. I'm like, I don't think this on person. That was, that was back in 2013. I'll tell you, Dina Marie, Suzanne and I have seen places that I never thought I would get to see. And it, it just worked out that way. And it's been tremendous. For example, in 2017, the aforementioned trip where we went out and stayed on the houseboat for eight days, we also got to Yellowstone. I never thought, you know, Yellowstone's Yellowstone, but I never thought I would actually get there. And there we were. It was extraordinary. And we had a lot of experiences like a Devil's Tower. And Badlands. And, and the Badlands. Glacier just, National Park. Wonderful stuff. And not only do we look back at the things we've done, we look forward to the even more things that we want to do. And we we find places and say, oh, let, let's go there. Let's go there. And when we tune into the Weather Channel, and the Weather Channel shows things that are going on all over the country, we go, oh, oh Burlington, Vermont, we've been there. Oh, Glacier <laughs> National Park, we've been there. Oh, Yellowstone, we've been there. We love seeing all these places that we've been to and all these cities, and yet there's still more. There's still more for us to see and more for us to do. And that's what keeps our spirits up. And with our spirits up, let me ask you, Dina Marie, who is your lovely friend who is standing to your right? <laughs> it's Susan's Susan. I was going to say Suzanne. Susan's story. And she was on my show at eight talking about swimming in the Pacific Northwest year round. Welcome, Susan. Oh, thank you. I, I didn't know I was going to be on this one. I pushed the <laughs> mic away. Well, you didn't need to do that. Why don't you just take the cold plunge and join us? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I'll, I'll be doing the real cold plunge in three hours. Tell us about that. Uh, well, I started swimming in the Sound in uh, twenty-eight, no, 2020, October of 2020. So I've been doing it almost daily for three years. So this is my fourth winter, and it's it's an addiction. It's my favorite place to be, and I absolutely love going in the water and the anticipation of who I'm going to see that day. And when I say who, it's not usually a human, but there can be seals and whales and sea lions <laughs> and eagles. And yeah, when we were talking about it before, I've got names for a lot of them. I ask them what their name is, and then that's what I call them. And uh, it's, it's and I've been swimming 11 years, and I haven't named any animals yet. <laughs> <laughs> Susan, do you go um, cold plunging in a wetsuit or are you going with your naked skin? Well, every day's bikini day. And so I often will take my bikini off when I'm in the water, but sometimes it's hard to get it back on to get out. So I try to leave the bottoms on just so I don't lose them. <laughs> <laughs> Something I, about... I being in a yeah. city and walking back to the car stark naked that people have a and, problem and, with. And Muckle Teo. Yeah, I mean, this is the, the fairy's watching you. Okay, I can be on right. the ferry, see, see her swimming. <laughs> All right. Well, happy to have you here with us. Thank you. When we talk about um, having you on, Dana Marie, we wanted to talk about self-care at holiday time, which is how we build it. And, you know, I was kind of going to go back to basics with you because you are the chakra lady. And I mentioned in your opening about your book, Our Energy Matters, The Art of Crystal Reading. I have my original copy that you gave us and I was flipping through it. It's not a huge volume, but it is so packed with information. And not only that, it's actually very timeless. 
So it doesn't matter that it was published in 2007. If you got it today, you would find a, a lot of really good material in there. And I thought your your listener audience and our listener audience is pretty sophisticated about the chakra system, but not every single person is. Not every person is at the same level. And we kind of assume everybody is where we're at. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about the chakra system since that is part of your expertise. I thought of something this morning and I wanted to see how you felt about this. Would you consider the major chakras to be like plugs into universal consciousness? Could you could you imagine like seven cords coming out of your body and in, in at some point that would all be the chakras, the, the seven major chakras? That is beautiful. So so you can imagine that in your mind's eye. And then what the blocks are is something's unplugged. So one of those ah. are unplugged. You are, you and I are good. Okay, so you oh, painted a picture okay. for me. And what I do is help people with the ones that aren't aren't plugged in to do prescriptions. And so when all your chakras are plugged in, I'm going to steal that. That's good. Then you have sync or you're in sync. You're at ease. Things You have an idea. You focus on it. Uh, you have an intuition that might be guiding you. You put your heart into it. It feels good. The lower chakras is when you physically get out of your head. Uh, I could say on the dance floor, you stop thinking about something and you take action. Sacral chakras when you work well, like we're we're in our sacral right now because you and I are uh, collaborating. I love that word. Right. And somebody's right. helping you with an idea. And then the root chakras when you actually physically manifest. So the show is an idea that's manifesting. Well, very good. I'll tell you how it came to me. And it's kind of funny. We, um, at, at some point in the last few years, we got rid of a couple of pieces of equipment that we were had attached to our television. And when we got our new system in, there was only like one cord. But what I had taken out of there was something that had multiple cords, green to green, white to white, yellow to yellow, red to red. And you're pulling out all these cords. And so I was thinking about that this morning is that, you know, would it be as though you were all plugged in to something more universal. And the other thing is those cords, they they govern places on the body, various aspects, which you just kind of outlined very quickly. And, and it's funny. I mean, the cords being, you know, red and green and yellow and blue and all that. And so when you look at the system, you, you see them, you see those colors in a particular order, don't you? Yeah, it's the rainbow, um, but it's like the root chakra is red. And then we move up to the, the crown chakra for me is white, but it's the rainbow, orange, yellow. Uh, I do green and pink in the heart because there's a mm -hmm. balancing act of, of giving and receiving. So I, I think I, this is so funny because I was trying to explain it to children. So it's very kindergarten it's very easy yeah. and adults love it. They just love it because it's simple. We need simple, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, I The other thing that I thought of with regard to the chakra colors is when Gary and I sat with you and you presented us with about a thousand crystals and said, oh, just pick out some crystals, pick out the ones that you like. Mm 
we had no idea that we were being taken for a ride. <laughs> because what do you find out about people when you sit with them and they're picking colors? So I've done it so many times that I can see the combinations of the ones that are missing, the ones that there's too many. So normally you pick seven stones. If you, if all of your chakras are open, you would each, each color of the rainbow. But a lot of people will pick all red and they'll say, oh, I didn't see any yellow or orange stones. So I know that they're depressed. Um, if they're um, maybe, maybe like Gary, he has a lot going up on his, uh, the higher chakras because he's very lofty. He thinks a lot. He's in his head. So it's just the combinations, and then I can see what chakras are blocked. And I'll just say something like, is somebody hurting your feelings right now that you can't express yourself to? And now they'll start crying. <laughs> you know, like, we're having coffee, and it's just fine. You pull the rocks out, and they're, they're going to tell you exactly what just happened that day and, and how we change all the time. So I could be in the car with Susan coming here, and we have a com conversation. We feel pretty good about life, right? So my chakras are flowing. Now, if I got a disturbing phone call on the way home, my chakras would shift. Um, maybe my heart would close or something like that. It's very, it's, it's super interesting. I love doing it and it's playful and it's easy, but it doesn't take me more than five minutes for someone to say, how, how do you know? How do you know that? Well, it's like because your throat chakra is missing and your heart. So what's going on? You can't talk about it. You can't feel it. And it, maybe it's building up into your solar plexus and you want to cry. It's a great way to get a handle on somebody. And as you said, it can change from moment to moment. But I would think when somebody sits with you and starts picking colors that you can immediately get a sense of where they are at that moment. Yep. I was at farmer's markets doing it and the kids were sitting in the crystals, right? Getting their rocks and then mom would sit down and it's just, it ha it's so quick because I've done it for so many years. And when I first started, I was doing hypnotherapy. So it was counseling and um, it saved a lot of time. And then people didn't need me anymore. I put myself out of business. You put yourself out of business, <laughs> which is hard to do because there's a lot of need in the world, a lot of people mm -hmm. with needs. Hypnotherapy, now that is something that I don't think I've ever addressed with you, Dina Marie. Did you study it formally? Are you certified? I was a registered uh, counselor in the state of Washington um, for this, uh, which I thought. But then I became the ordained minister so that I could hug people and do Reiki. So that was part of it, too. But most of the hypnotherapy was it was awesome. But people came to me for uh, oral fixations like eating, uh, smoking, chewing tobacco. And it just some of the stuff I uncovered with regression. It was really hard on me. And they got better. But it was like me listening to tragedy like at five or six or seven or whatever so I just started to do a guided imagery which I was telling Susan in the car about how I can take somebody there but I don't have to see it or be a part of it and they still get the benefits and it's working with the chakras then like I had a man on vacation and I did uh, some healing with them and he had witnessed a, a plane go down with all of his friends in it in Vietnam so, oh my God. yeah, so those are, I mean, those are the things, but in my mind's eye, I didn't see it because he was going through it in his own head with my, my guided imagery that I do. And then when he came out, he said, Dina, that they, they came to me and said, it's all, it's all right. Let it go. And that's what he said. It's like, and he actually lost weight. His wife was like, oh my God, what'd you do to him? I really didn't do much. It was just this guided imagery I do with the chakra work because he was storing it under his heart. And again, it could be anger, PTSD or, you know crying kind of stuff but 
I, I, hypnotherapy is very powerful. And if you can get a good hypnotherapist, they can help you move through a lot of stuff. I like how she combines all of this together. I do too. Multimodal. Yeah. I, that's, that's a great thing to hear from you, Dina Marie. Hypnotherapy is something that I have used in the distant past. And I often wonder what exactly is it good for beyond my own experience? Turns out a lot. But just as one example, I was terrified of my first root canal. And this is going back to like 1993. <laughs> and um, I worked with a hypnotherapist and uh, this was a lot of work happening on one tooth. Took four sessions, but I can tell you, as bizarre as it sounds, by the fourth visit to the endodontist, I was actually looking forward to it. And this is the miracle of hypnotherapy. It not only didn't bother me, I was cool with it. <laughs> well, I like to hear that because my dental stories are, 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 my teeth started hurting listening to you. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, dentists, love you guys. But, uh, yeah, I mean. So it, what it, chakra it, covers tooth work? Throat chakra. And I'm the triple gem throat chakra. And you're a Virgo. So the okay. Mercury thing, you know, we got that planet Mercury in our sign, our, our sun signs. Mercury and, um, yeah, Gemini and Virgos. So we come here, and I believe I see your past life, come here to express ourselves. And in past lives, we were probably persecuted for it. So this is our lifetime to speak up, radio host. You know, it's interesting, Dina Marie, because Gary is very attracted to the color blue. If we go to a store, we're looking for various things. Uh, there's a beautiful, beautiful, you know, bright yellow shirt and a, and a nice red shirt and a green. And he will immediately go to the blue and go, oh, this is a nice shade of blue. He is always attracted to blue. I know if I get him anything blue, he's going to love it because, and there's your throat chakra. Yep, exactly. So, but when you're attracted to a color, is, is it because um, that's who you are or is that because it's what you need or how, how does that work when you're attracted to a color? That's probably a, a chakra that's spinning or your work you know that's something very dear to you so turquoise blue is like i love well what am i wearing blue right now so both of us are wearing blue and we're both gemini's and we're both working me and susan on our, our, our expressing ourselves you know from trauma maybe from past lives or during this lifetime you know i was um raised in a house where you were not even seen you were just invisible so being heard and being able to communicate freely with people is my my mission and i, I kind of get that with gary too so um Chakras that I used to read people's closets. Let's put it that way. All you have to do is put your clothes in order of the rainbow, and I can tell you what chakra you need to work on. And it started with my kids. Oh, I love that. I love it. You know, one of the things I made a note about this too. I noticed that at different times in my life, my wardrobe was essentially one color. When I was in college and first out of college, I went through a long period of red. I had a red coat, a red floor length coat that I wore everywhere. I had, uh, I had a red turtleneck. And so I was frequently seen in red clothes and I kept gravitating toward things that had red in them. And I, I loved, loved red. I had bright red lipstick. I had bright red nail polish. Everything was red, red, red. 
And then at some point, and I, I don't know exactly what year it was, but at some point I got away from all the red and everything I was wearing was suddenly beige, beige and shades of brown. So beige and brown and beige and brown, a lot of beige, a uh, lot of very soft colors. And then after that, I I was when I was working and I think I was in my late 30s, early 40s, I noticed that I was attracted to green. So I got a, a green suit. I got a green pants suit, a green skirt suit. I got a green coat. I had everything was green, a green turtleneck. It's like <laughs> everything was green, 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 green. And so I was thinking about that today because um, right now it's like I'm trying to simplify all the colors that that I've had. And I still like yellow. That's what I I've always been, see you as in yellow. <laughs> but I've been wearing more black and white. Mm -hmm. I throw on a white T-shirt and a black pair of pants and off I go. So I was, I wanted to ask you very specifically about, you know, like Gary likes to wear blue shirts, anything blue, but when you are shifting what it is you're attracted to, and you said you could look in a closet and see, you know, what's going on with people. What, how do you interpret these periods of time where people are very attracted to one specific color? Well, we change. We change throughout our lifetime. I would say probably in the the red stage, you were a go-getter. You probably needed to be grounded a little bit. Uh, but red is just like, let's let's get the job done. Let's let's get it done. It it, it means like, you know, to me it's put the pedal Action. to the metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when you It's a very Aries color. Yes. Well, and it's good for Aries because it gets you out of your head and into your physical body. I would say red is very grounding. And then you have the great, the beige area, I would, I would like to see a chart, what, how old you are, what you were going through, because maybe you were just feeling like a wallflower. You weren't feeling like as red or as yellow. Yes. And then the right. green, I, I would say that before you met Gary or. Yes. So green is to me, is a, it's like a healing color and it's like giving to other people. Uh, I, I mean, I think green's a very healthy color. That's why I love living where I live. I, I mean, everything's green. It, it's just, yeah. um, and it maybe means you grew up a little bit. When I, when I met Gary, I suddenly was buying things in pink so that I was wearing <laughs> pink and he was wearing blue. It's like, I'm the girl mm -hmm. and he's the boy. Aww. <laughs> that cute. But that's exactly what it was too. You were being and very feminine. I'm wearing pink. And, and you, you're as an Aries, you know, you've got that. Uh, I feel like I have the masculine thing going too. So it's like, we can get the job done and this and that. So you're, you're kind of laying back a little bit being like you said, the girl, I like it. That was, I probably knew you guys then. Oh, yeah. And this was a major shift. I recall, Suzanne, you telling me that you gave yourself permission to emphasize your femininity because in the corporate world, I think you were a lot more guarded. Oh, may, uh, that could very well be. Yeah, this is when I left the corporate world and moved out to Seattle. There you go. And and then I was I was I was trying to figure out where my place was going to be corporately. And I met Gary almost immediately after moving to Seattle. And it didn't take long for me to figure out that I was not getting plugged in corporately to a place that was full of dynamic, wonderful, exciting corporations that I was really there to meet Gary and work on relationships 
because I had been all corporate mm -hmm. up to my move in Seattle. And all of a sudden, after I met him, I'm wearing pink. I'm doing a lot of cooking, <laughs> you know, taking care of the home. I mean, just crazy, mm -hmm. crazy how that well, works. And, and yellow and red is that the, the corporate raider colors. It's it's if you have open red and yellow chakra, it's the it's the the guy that goes in and takes over the a business. You know, he does the dealing and right. wheeling and all that stuff. Pink is just like so that's how I read my kids. My daughter, she's super pink, and I always thought. You know, she's going to be a mom. She is a mom. She's being a playground teacher now and wants to be a teacher teacher going to school for that. But it's um, my other daughter. She's an Aries. What do you think? She tiger's eye. <laughs> and the coach at soccer is like, your daughter's a little bit out of control. And then, uh, you know, you got to tell her to stop being so aggressive. But that's my Aries daughter. I love her. And then my son, he's baby blue. So that's baby blue, baby blue. Everything's baby blue. And he's super boyish. She played the sports. And, and that's just when they were kids. But as, as people grow and change, you know, I'd like to know what you were doing with that beige stage. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's hard for me to remember now exactly what the time frame was, but it was between the red and the green. And speaking of red and green, we're coming up to a big red green holiday. How do people handle uh, red and green at Christmas time when when that's everywhere you go is red and green what how does that affect people I like green so green's good red red now is good because it's so dark we need some bright you know like the lights and stuff we need that uh, I I love the color part I, I even like the decorating part but the doing things when it's time to hibernate part when we're supposed to be slowing down watching the seasons you know maybe putting some weight on eating some really warm yummy food um you know but this is the time of year where people are going to start speeding up and i've seen over a lifetime people get sick you know they're usually sick right after christmas and it's because it's not the time to go it's the time to stop all the way up to january 15th so do you have a recommend about what people should do with regard to colors at Christmas time? Should they gravitate to the colors that they like, even if they're not red and green? I'm thinking white. White. Have you ever spent a winter skiing? How much different it is when you go uh, to the snow than, you know, we don't really have that much snow. It might snow twice right. a year or something, but at least it's yeah. light. It's bright. Yeah. I love white. I love white. What do you think, Gare? I think it's the bottom of the hour and we should take a break. Okay. We'll keep it brief. Give us a couple of minutes. We'll be back more with Dina Marie and special guest Susan as we talk about whatever comes to mind here on Manson Mitchell. You're tuned into Seattle's epicenter of metaphysical and alternative talk, AM 1150. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. 
Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our very special guest, Dina Marie. We have known her like God, forever, <laughs> even though this is only her 15th time with us. Uh, she's guest hosted for us and she got her own show on Friday mornings. And as a matter of fact, Dean Marie, this would be a good time for you to tell people about your own radio show, your website, any um, social media, any connections, anything that you're doing that you might want to invite people to. Well, it's Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie and Benny. <laughs> and then I have guest hosts, which is kind of fun too. So I can stay on my island, Woodby Island. And uh, there I do retreats. Um, so people can come out for four hours. Uh, we do a labyrinth. I do the Reiki, chakra reading. And then we go down to Langley and, oh, uh, you get to have dinner with me too. Sometimes that we lift our spirits with wine and and other <laughs> beverages, but people other spirits. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's a it's a it's a nice time to come to Woodby because the tourists are gone and it's just it's so beautiful there. I take you to beaches I don't tell people about and things like that. But it's just it's a fun time to come to the island. It's dina-marie.com, and then I have some things I'm working on, working with some cold plunge experts to start doing some blogging and stuff, stuff like that. And, and not just that, but infrared, sauna, the, 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 the stuff that you can do that's natural that can help you heal. I have done infrared before, and it's very interesting because you don't really realize how much good it, it's doing you. It's just a nice little warm light. And, and you find out later, I mean, it's really working on your outsides and your insides and everywhere. Yeah, and I think about the holidays, the holy days is what I call it, is that whole, you know, watching the seasons. This is when it's time to slow down. And I used to do the taste of health and inspiration. I I know you guys went to one of those, but uh, a little taste of a a Reiki session, a taste of a massage or a a local handmade something. And then you purchase those things as gifts. And then what happens, you know, we don't have the paper and the wrapping and we save ourselves a lot of stress by, you know, giving gifts like that 
And so I did those Taste of Health and Inspirations probably off and on right before Mother's Day and right uh, after Thanksgiving to promote the gift of health and stuff. So my hibernating holiday I invented when I worked at Starbucks at Mill Creek. (laughs) And it was, I canceled Christmas, and it was the no moon of December. We'd all stay home for 24 hours in our jammies, eat, drink, and be merry. We'd watch A Wonderful Life and things like that, but we wouldn't leave the house. And the no moon, I think, is Monday. The new moon starts Monday. So it's like this Sunday, and this Monday is the darkest night of the year because there's no moon. I know it sounds weird, but I kind of made it up in my mind. And it's very it's auspicious, too, in other parts of the world because you're not supposed to go out because it's so dark and so long. So in ancient times, that's when you could get mugged or something. And I, don't, I didn't know that, but that's a super important time not to be venturing out. So it, what are we going to do probably in the next week? Go to the mall, shop, go get things and pack them in our closets, wrap them with paper and start stressing out about money, et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh, this year I have acquired three words that describe all of life. And one is, the first one's desire. The second one is acquire. And the third one is declutter. Desire, (laughs) acquire, declutter. (laughs) I'm in the decluttering phase. And my dearest friend and I who have exchanged Christmas gifts for years. She says, I hate to be sending you things when I know your decluttering is so important right now. I don't want to send you a bunch of things that are just going to clutter up your house because I'm always telling her about, I emptied a folder. I emptied a notebook. I emptied a drawer. I got rid of, you know, excess stuff. And especially in our culture, especially in the United States, We have so much excess. People have to rent out storage spaces because they can't fit everything into their home. And and, I mean, what is going on there? Well, it's heartbreaking, too, because I just help. We uh, Anthony Mana bought my book, Our Energy Matters. Uh, And then he and I have been meeting every week for three years and we did 100 YouTubes on Our Energy Matters. And I'm just bringing him up because his partner just lost a brother. And in the last year, it took them a year to go through all this man's stuff. And now his partner has back problems, heart problems, because the stuff had emotional attachment to it. So it was their family home. He had to go there after his brother dies tragically. And then he has to go through all that stuff. His heart and his back. Back is, is, you know, your sacral, which is support. And heart, heartache. His heartache is what he had to go through. So the more, and I've seen you get rid of stuff. I've been there when you got rid of stuff. You gave me a trampoline one time, so I know you gave me stuff. But it's one of those things, the less you have, that's the gift you can give the people that leave after you. So I've already given the stuff to my kids that they need to have. I live a less or more, a less less is more lifestyle for probably 10 years. I don't buy things. I just don't. I don't need anything. I keep telling, I need food. I need some gas in my car. You know, sometimes I like to go out and have dinner, but I don't go into a place like I used to. And I'll tell you, you knew me when I was married with the big walk-in closet and the hippie skirts. So I wasn't in a relationship that I felt good in. And so what it says to me is that you and Gary are in a good place, that you're willing to let go of stuff. But if people are shopaholics, there could be something going on in their life to keep filling that void. 
you know, Dina Marie, I, I will tell you that I think of you more often than you even realize when I am cleaning out and going through things. And I, I say, I know Dina Marie is, is working with a lot less in her life. It's okay. I mean, you're alive, you're doing well, you're happy. And, and I say, you know, there's just stuff I don't need. I am trying to, I, I told Gary, I would like to actually get some new clothes, but I'm not going to do that until I get rid of a bunch first. First, you don't bring in new clothes and then say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get rid of something. It's like, I need the space. And, and so I, I, I look at like, what can I get rid of in order to get something new in here? What, what can I get rid of? Well, I've been working with a woman and she's got a beautiful home as overlooks the water and the sun's going down. And every time I help her get rid of something, something good comes into her life. And now she's kind of hooked <laughs> because every time I've got rid of a box that was, oh God, forever old, full of papers that not even, not even her stuff, something happens. And I'll say it, it's like her relationship even got better with somebody else because she let go of something. It's that hoarding. Yes. It's that holding on. It is an epidemic. We don't need the stuff. And, and when I do go to her house and something's broken, I think, well, I don't have to fix anything. I've got more freedom than I've ever had in my whole life. So uh, I've been watching dogs um, and uh, sit, sitting with them overnight for people on the island, this beautiful island with huge homes. And every time I leave and I go back to my cottage, I just feel um, like cocooned, nurtured. The houses are yeah. too big. They're too big and they're not warm and, and inviting. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Dina Marie. When it comes to Whidbey Island, compared to how it was when you first went there, when you discovered it, how has it changed? I mentioned this in the connection of people telling me about this or that place, this or that town, this or that state that it's changing. And we know life has changed. That's the one constant in life, change. And there are people who worry about their favorite places to live or to visit becoming overgrown. And I'm wondering if that is characteristic of Whidbey Island. You know, Kameno is where I was at first. So that island has just gotten out of control, way out of control. People are living there. Not, they're not just vacationing there anymore um, because there's a bridge. So it's it's changed a lot. And I could even see the there's a lot of theft going on, things that didn't happen when I was there five, six years ago. The reason South Woodby is so special is because of the ferry. You know, the ferries don't run on time. <laughs> Sometimes there's no ferry. Um, a lot of people moved over there during the pandemic and um, they realized it's not pandemic anymore. So the ferries will be full. I mean, three hours. I just talked to someone three hours yesterday, both ways. So it keeps it pristine. I mean, it's um, August, July, July, August. It's pretty crazy, right? Because people drive through Deception Pass and they'll be in those Airbnbs and stuff. But there's something special about that little area because of the expense of the ferry. And it's just the same people. And it's very, very simple. And that's why it's hard for me to leave the island because there's one road. I'm going to get on it. It's going to take me exactly 10 minutes to get wherever I want to go. It's It's just... Thank God, because <laughs> the traffic now, you know, here driving is pretty out of control. So I'm going to give I have a window. I said I'm going to savor Whidbey as long as I can. The, the nature, the lack of a McDonald's. I think we have on the side of the island. We only have one Dairy Queen. 
And then you go to Oak Harbor, which is the Navy. So that's our city. You know, that's where you can have all the fast food restaurants, Walmart and such. But I'll say Langley's pr- and Clinton is pretty special. That's where I live. <laughs> I would like to see those places. Yes, you know. I would too. You know, we've now been here 12 years um, in in Florida. And there's, there's definitely a, a difference between the summer and the winter. We, you know, we know season is coming and people are flocking from all the cold climates down to their second homes here or their resorts or, you know, the Airbnbs staying in all the places. So there's a lot more traffic in winter. And you kind of gauge that. And I can remember doing the same thing when we lived in Seattle. You had to gauge, was this going to be a good time for an appointment? You know, how long was it going to take you on I-5 or 405, you know, whatever your your place was you needed to go. And now it seems like it's more year round. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of traffic even in the summertime. And I'm saying, how can that be? And as Gary said, change is constant. Things are constantly changing. And you need to, you know, look at, is it, does it still serve you? Because it's not the same place that we moved to 12 years ago. And things are constantly in flux. When we came out to Seattle, it didn't look at all like the Seattle we left. I used to love Seattle. I'd go down there all the time and I don't enjoy. Someone asked me, uh, give me tickets for New Year's Eve for Heart, the band Heart. Doesn't even sound like fun. <laughs> I'll just go down the road to the the Bayview Hall and we'll have a live band there and I can dance and then get home in five minutes. You know, that's but that's a bit, a lot of my friends are still doing the big concerts and they, they're willing to do the traffic or pay the, the $500 for a ticket. I just still love less is more. I love that I can talk to the musician and he's going to have a beer with me afterwards or something. But it's, it's my intentions. And I guess that's where the crown chakra starts. What are your intentions? What do you focus on? I know Susan and I, yeah. swimming is more important than probably most things we do. So I have to be by water. I want to be somewhere I can be out in nature as much as I can. Um, I want to be around a community. It's getting pretty crazy now because it's like, Dina Marie, Dina Marie. I'm at the thrift store. Dina Marie, Dina Marie. Oh, hi, hi, how's it going? Because I've been there enough, it's community. And they know me either from the show or something. I Like maybe the distillery where I, I do part-time work. But I I love the small town, that feel, you know. And um, Snohomish was like that too in command where you walk down the street and you're going to go to a coffee shop and three people are going to say hi. So that's my intentions. My intentions are to be there. And that's how I landed there on Woodby from Camino. But yeah, I ask everybody right now, it's a good time to write down, what do you want out of your life? Write it down on a piece of paper. I want jobs with freedom. I want to have fun. I want easy money. (laughs) These are the things I write down. But yeah, I, I think I manifested this special place because that's my intentions. And that's what I desire. You said desire. Yes. And and isn't this a good time to do that too? Holiday time coming up on the first of the year. You know, you're some people actually still do, you know, their goals for the year and, and set those intentions. And uh, just to even think about it, just to even meditate on it and say, what is it? What is it that I want for next year? What is going to bring me joy? And this is the the seed, the seed. And that starts with your idea, the light bulb over your head, the crown chakra. Your your, uh, third eye is focusing, focusing 
what works in your life. Keep looking at that because then you're going to attract more of that. Then you have an inner voice and it fits clean and clear your throat chakra. You're going to have an intuition. I know you two are intuition. I, I don't know how it happened, but it was a ding, ding moment. We sat next to each other at a, a meeting. We did your chakra reading with the rocks. And then what? Maybe two weeks later, we were you were, came to my event. And then we did our own events down the road. We were just destined to be together. And then you had your June 9th, hold not to June 9th. <laughs> that's your that's your inner, that's your synchronicity. And that's the universe saying, keep doing what you're doing. And look where we're at now. It's like, you are family. You called in on my that birthday. Was, <laughs> yes, that was a, a good friend of mine who is very psychic, very talented. And she said to me, it was channeled through her, hold to June 9. Well, okay, I'll hold to June 9. I'm not sure exactly who is referred to here. And then my next conversation with you, we got into birthdays and I asked you your birthday and you said June 9. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> okay, the connection has been made. <laughs> and it was your it was your fault because you guys wanted to go on vacation. You said, would you like to do four shows for me or for us? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do four shows. I, I was scared. I was really scared. But I did it and it turned out great. And then that's gave me my, I call it training wheels, getting people started in radio. You guys gave me my training wheels. So this is all your fault. <laughs> I um a couple of things first of all my mind is in marketing mode so I thought I would mention this you and Susan may choose to collaborate that's up to the two of you if you were to hold a cold plunge event in a lake in a wooded area you could call it shiver me timbers <laughs> thank you <laughs> You can have Write that, that note one. down. She's writing it you down. Know what, you know what, Gary? I'm right here with you, and well done, sir. Well done. That's, that's the best one you've had all year, I believe. That one's right thank there. you. That one's right there for you. I like it. We'll see also, how Also, I, I wanted to get your opinion about this. It seems to me, and uh, Susan, feel free to chime in, I, I feel like there is a qualitative difference between having a New Year's resolution and setting a firm intention resolutions can go away January too. But if you set an intention, that feels more like a commitment to me. And I use intention because it's prayer. I try to get people to pray. But every morning I say five things I'm thankful for, at least, and then five intentions for the day. Before I leave the bed, I've already set my intentions to have a, a fun show, to see, um, spend quality time with my grandchildren. You know, if I need something, I'll say something. Sometimes I just get things free. <laughs> And it's a it's magical. Like my boss yesterday, she takes me to lunch, the nicest place ever. But I just needed to do something different. And I said that in my intentions, something different during the day. And then we just screwed around all day. <laughs> but it was my intention to not do the same old, same old in the morning. I didn't say same old, same. Old. I just I wanted something out of the usual, something fun. And but intentions, if you don't ask for anything. And it was a judge that said, Dina, make a motion. What do you want? And I, that made me remember, like, I have to ask. And I, sh I shall receive. But if I don't ask, you don't get anything. It's like being a uh, waitress staring at you and asking you for what do you want? And you say nothing. You've got to say what you want. So that's where it came with the, the chakra prescriptions. That first thing, set your intentions. Look at what's working in your life. The beauty of this world. Listen to the small, still voice that's wise and wonderful. Put your heart into things that you love. If it feels good, like our swimming keep doing it and who knows why we did it but because we enjoy it but it might be helping other people realize too that your immune system is perfect and if we take care of ourselves we will be healthy 
And that's your lower chakras. If your body's not healthy, then guess what happens? Your relationships aren't healthy. Nothing's healthy if you're not healthy. So I like what we're doing. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. No, I, I do the same thing with the intentions every day, every morning when I get up and every night before I go to bed. And sometimes I rewrite it because something on there is just a little bit different. And, you know, as we grow and change, then our our desires change. And so to be able to, oh, OK, well, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of still want this. But that part right there, I'm going to change that. And because there's something else that that I want to be doing. And like recently I decided to add tithing back into my life because I hadn't done that in, I don't know, over a decade. And so we'll see how that goes. I, I think it'll be fun. And watch what you write. I wrote online IT support, but I wanted it for me. So what job do you think I got? Online support <laughs> for someone else. I'm helping someone else do some of that. And then through that, because I did do that job, now I found someone else who helped me with my website. So like you, you, Walk, you want something, but sometimes you word it in a way that you will reword it later on. Right. Yes. So you will get what you want. Yeah, the, the wording is actually important as, as far as uh, having those intentions manifest. And I, you're giving me a good idea about the morning because right now I do five things before I go to sleep at night, but it's it's the five gratitudes the first five gratitudes i can think of of the day that just happened well where... i i do the same thing in the morning where i am thankful and i say you know I, I wake up and this was the best day of my life and i i try to go into why was it the best day of my life it hasn't happened yet but i don't think our brains know the difference so if i can <laughs> If right. I can go over right. this, is the right. best day of my life and what awesome things happened today and visualize all of those things. And they might not be exact. You know, most of the time they're not exact, but something similar will happen. And and it's so cool when you get to have that reflection within a few hours. And you're the creator of your yeah. reality. And so you're spelling. You're casting a spell. I call you a good witch. You're just in that because if people worry before they go to bed or worry first thing in the morning, what are that? What's going to happen? First, you don't feel good. It's just going to get ugly. That's when I like spill things. Someone tries to cut me off. I don't do it anymore at all. I mean, I know driving here, I'm going to be in a good mood. <laughs> I'm oh, going to yeah. tap my angel because you do attract what you what energy you have going on. Our energy matters. So it's like it was fun. I don't even know how we got here today. I picked her up and we drove and it was easy. Was it, it was easy? really easy. I don't think we hit any traffic at all. I have been working on an insight that uh, it feels like, you know, I had an insight and it's still happening. I have discovered that when I have something ugly occur, when I, something stressful, something decidedly negative, I start wrestling with it. And then I have to remind myself if I'm wrestling with negativity, I'm keeping it with me. It feels counterintuitive to me, oddly enough. Maybe you've had similar experiences, ladies, but it seems to me that if something negative is going on in your mind, you have an ugliness in your mentality, the best thing to do is not to wrestle with it, don't fight it, simply let it go. Just let go. Or focus on, I had an issue with a person, and then just focus on all the other people that are super kind and gentle with you at that moment, and then 
sometimes the, the, the situation changes or you, you change and you move away from this person or this situation. But yeah, we are, the only thing we can control is our, our energy, our thoughts. And, and you know, health wise, worrying and stressing does not help your body heal. But this is, this is why I started my five gratitudes before going to sleep, because as the, as the lights are out and it's dark, the, the worry comes in. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I hope that comes in the mail. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I hope they're feeling better. I, I have, I worry at night in the dark. Mm -hmm. And so it, when you're talking about how much your energy matters, you can control that to an extent. And the way that I control it for myself is I make sure that as I turn out the light and pull the covers up, I start thinking about what am I grateful for today? And, and when I have those gratitudes, I'm not thinking about the things that I'm worrying about. I'm, I'm thinking about something that I, that is, is going to bring up my spirits as opposed to bring my spirits down. They said, expand your light and everything will be all right. And that's your energy, right? And so, yeah, we got to yeah. turn off the television. There's little we have control of over on that side. Um, but we can't control how we feel inside and what, how we spend our, our time and how we are with other people. If you're going to turn the TV on, there's lots of great Christmas movies. <laughs> I wonder, I gotta, well, what's a Hallmark channel for? Yeah, I'm sure I'll be watching some Disney Christmas movies this weekend. Got my grandkids. <laughs> well, very good. Well, once again, Dina Marie, delighted to talk to you and Susan, and thank a you pleasure. For Susan along. Thank yep. you. Once again, to get in touch with you, Dina Marie, where can people go? Dina-Marie.com and my uh, Our Energy Matters YouTube's there. So you can click on that and see Anthony and I, who does the first Friday with me now. I adore him. He's 81. He lives in Ohio. We've never seen each other in person, but I adore him. <laughs> Benny, he's like, okay, Dina Marie. No, I'm Our not. Energy <laughs> Matters. cute. I did giggle a lot. And Susan is on Facebook. Susan Story. Susan Story. Okay. And Dina Marie, um, our Energy Matters is still available, I guess. Off and on. Yeah, as a book. And it's an important book if you can get your hands on one. And uh, your show is on KKNW on Fridays at? 8 a.m. with Benny Matters. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. We talked for an hour before the show because of traffic. <laughs> We're really close. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. We wanted upliftment over the holidays, and you brought exactly what we needed today. So thank you so much for being with us. It's always a joy. Thank you. And coming up next, uh, we have Robin Alexis next. And at 1 o'clock, Trip Talk with host Gary Mance. Stay tuned to AM 1150, everyone, and have a great weekend.